Subby, 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 subby. That's the weirdest thing I've ever been through. I know. Oh my god. All right, I'm ready. You ready, ready? She like jump rope. You like bitch jump in already. <laughs> Double Dutch. <laughs> this is what she doing right now. Almost, almost, Be like, all right, get the next person. Right. <laughs> Hesitating. Super weird. It's been years since I've been live on Facebook. Years since I've been on Facebook. Yo, can you send me that flyer real quick for the comedy joint? Flyer for the comedy? Um, my phone. Oh, why you say like? Way over here. It should be on my page, yeah. Action needed. The pain is are you ready? I am. Or you you need to take action. I am ready. Uh yes, ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode is brought to you by uh, Radiantly Speaking Podcast Comedy Special. Location to be revealed soon. <laughs> Radiantly speaking, episode 37. <laughs> Welcome your host, Raven Rayburn. We are on episode 37, and this is about to be an experience. Um, <laughs> this is definitely something have talked about in the past um, but never on this level of awareness um, so it's definitely going to be a touchy subject very much touchy could potentially be triggering I don't know I hope not um, but yes uh, I want to start by introducing my guests my girly girl, and it's listen. Let me let me let me start with this because first of all, we met like probably what less than six months ago, six months ago, like like officially, officially, yeah. yeah. But we we really met like at Taylor Mike's wedding. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Four, three, two, one. Yeah, and which is. My anniversary too. Oh my! So the thing is, when we clicked, it was was like it was take off. Yep. And uh, I wish, I wish Taylor. Hi Tay. Hey Tay. Hey Tay. Because of you, girl. (laughs) I wish Taylor could have made it because literally the girls that is sitting here with me in this room is because of her. Hello. And when I say we've been moving mountains since then, like the support system, the womanhood, the sisterhood, the vibes, like everything has been amazing. Yeah. Like I don't even know what else. Like there's so many words to compare. Like our little circle, like it's so empowering, and I'm so blessed, like to have each and every one of y'all in here. Yeah. Um, I guess I want 
to move the room to you so you can introduce yourself. Publishing you. author. Yes. Look at this. Look at this. Let's get into it. Yes, girl. Tell us about it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. What's up? My name is Nella. Um, uh, I am the Millennial B&B mom. That's what I am known as. Um, I specialize in midterm rentals. Um, but today, as the amazing hostess with the mostest yes. has already said, um, we're getting a little touchy yes, today. No touchy. pun intended. But <laughs> that's like the wrong pun at this point. Yes. But um, so, yeah, we're going to yes. take it away. And then, <laughs> of course, to my far, far right, my Tina B. Gang, gang. Yes. What's and up, we Pete? cannot. Oh, sorry, baby. Because normally you don't be saying nothing. You just I know. She's like, not. Like, she, listen, she <laughs> has some words to say. I'll be watching. I'll be like, but yeah, where is exactly. I've been trying to let them have you. Yeah. Know Jesus, is that you? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to keep my tall vibes in the corner. You know, it's enough tallness over there. Even though I try to call them shorty. You guys, my Tina T. And then, last but certainly not least. Oh, it's about to. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, in his uh, own world. It's your man, uh, brother Malcolm X3, aka Mr. Mister. This shit is streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn at Podbean, Podomatic, Caster, Pandora, YouTube, MDMALifestyle.com, and wherever else you get your funky, dusty, dusty. musty. Busted, busted as busted. fucking podcast. Podcast. It's my favorite part. I'm saying. Yes. So of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's going to be a touchy subject. We are um, talking about domestic violence, and um, today, of course, because it's women sitting here, it's going to be regarding women. Um, but of course, domestic violence happened in. All races, all sex, all men, women, children, everything possible. So just because we are women talking about it does not mean that anybody else experience it, experiencing it um, matters any less. Um, have I? Yes, I have. Um, but it's never been to the extreme of what we are about to hear. Um... But at the same time, I've also been the aggressor. Um, and over the years, I have learned from my mistakes. Um, but we are not talking about me today. <laughs> we always talk about you. But Take the spotlight. <laughs> today. Um, so, yes, like I said, I want to first talk about your book. Um, and then we want to actually jump into what you into wanting to actually pour your heart out into your project okay <laughs> so um, I'm ready so um, my book crooked sticks draw straight lines look at me um first and foremost it literally is a deep dive into everything that I've endured and triumphed over mm -hmm. um, from when I was a little girl being molested by my cousin to being abused from relationship to relationship, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Mm -hmm. I've probably experienced every form of abuse mm -hmm. that anybody could ever experience. Mm -hmm. um, 
and whether it's with family members, whether it's with a significant other, or whatever the case may be. And so I literally, that was going back to my cousin, mm -hmm. that was my first introduction to anything sexual mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. And how old were you? Oh, I was young. Mm. I was young. Um, and of course, you know, I probably was like, I would say probably around like five, six years mm. old, somewhere around there. Um, and it, you know, at that age, it's, it's innocent in your mind. Exactly. And it comes off, my cousin, she's older than me. Mm. Um, and it was, let's play house. Mm. That that simple innocent game yes. that we all feel like yes. is so it became okay you're gonna be the daddy i'm gonna be the mm. mommy all right daddy comes home from work what does daddy want yeah and it it became those things of touching and stuff like that and and feeling mm. and then eventually kissing and i didn't i of course didn't yeah. know mm -hmm. you know um and so like we got caught right. once um and I, even to this day, I don't necessarily know to the extent of what trouble my cousin got into mm -hmm. or if she did at all. Mm -hmm. um, and then it continued mm -hmm. for a little bit longer. And then after, the, after that, because she lives down south and mm -hmm. I was living in Philly, um, after that, I never went back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, like family like no you're not we're not going mm -hmm. down there this summer we're not because we used to spend summers down yeah. there and everything else we're not going this summer mm -hmm. we're not going this summer we're not and I just never really understood why right. and it's never been a conversation which is very common mm -hmm. among the black right, community right. even still to this day even still, yeah oh, wow. it's never it's been a conversation I was want to ask that like mm -hmm. well how was your relationship with your cousin like, back then we were very close mm -hmm. we were thick as thieves yeah and she would come up for summers. I would go down mm -hmm. for summers and everything. Um, now we talk every once in a while. Mm -hmm. If I'm down in the area, she'll be like, why haven't you come see me? And stuff mm -hmm. like that. We might pop in every once in a while, but it's not how it used to be. Yeah. Um, and I mean, of course, it's because we grow with age yeah. and we live in two totally separate states. And so stuff the rift like is that. not because of what happened. It's more because of just the distance that came between. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but of course, in that instance, I always have in the back of my mind as well, like, like I still remember those things. Right. Those things still left an imprint on me. Do you still harbor a semblance of resentment to a certain extent? Yeah, because of those things? Um, not to her. Okay. No. I've never, I've never felt resentment to her. I do feel like, um... I do feel disappointment towards my family. Mm -hmm. Adults could have did better. They could have did better. Yeah, we could have had it like that. Could have been something that could have been nipped in the butt. Yeah, it could have been a conversation. It could have been something, but because how old was she when this all? I don't even know how many years apart, but she's probably I would say somewhere between five to ten years older than me. So I mean. Uh, I want to say she she was somewhere around a teenager. Right from wrong, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those things like it definitely swayed. Yeah. And that for was, me, that was your first experience. That was my first. That was my first experience. Okay. Um, and then moving forward, 
my next experience was with my first relationship. Mm -hmm. um, growing up with my older brother, who's 11 years older than me. Um, of course, all his friends are older yes. than me, mm -hmm. you know? And so my first relationship was with one of his friends. Mm -hmm. And everything was peachy keen mm -hmm. and everything until his birthday came around. And he was like, you know, I want for my birthday your virginity. My answer was no. Right. Like, nah, that's not happening. Yeah. You Like, you got your God-given mind. Right. And he didn't like that response. Mm. So, one day I was at the house sleeping. And he came in. And next thing I know, he's on top of me. And he raped me. And I did my best to fight and get him off of me. He dragged me through the hallway, mm -hmm. and he beat me to a pulp. Like, literally, <clears throat> I was unrecognizable. You said this is your second experience. That's my second. Yeah. Her first, my first actual like, relationship. Can't even yeah. say it's a first love, so you never even experienced the first love. Love, yeah. It came later on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how? How did that situation? I mean, I guess like allowing you to continue, but how did that mm -hmm. situation kind of unfold itself? Like, how did he feel, or did he have any kind of feeling after the fact? I don't know what has happened to him since that day. Oh wow. We've never heard from him. Um. <laughs> I appreciate that statement. I swear to God, I do. Only because in most people's minds, it's like what you should do, but most people don't get that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, you're, like, really brave for that. Mm -hmm. For that being your last encounter with him, I commend you. Yeah. Well, it's not even because that was my intent. I know, but I'm just... Yeah. The fact that you were able to even get away, no matter how... Well, I wasn't. He got away. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That, that wasn't that my choice. Back. Yeah, if that would have got back, oh. like... Oh, my to brother would have went through yeah, like, He would have. My brother is tall and big. Just like, to even think that doing that would have gotten you, like, a praise or a hand clap or, like, mm -hmm. nobody would have known about it or recognized it. Like, oh, you it's it. like the, it. the things that men think about when it comes to anything sexual it's like oh well i gotta get it i gotta get it i got we just had that it's conversation a competition. yeah like we just had that conversation you're early. gonna get it relax maybe like, if i like you right, enough exactly. i mean i'm just saying if you just relax you most likely in it but you got to calm down yes. <laughs> but we're talking about a virginity like yeah. The taking away my pureness my purse. like like that's literally like stealing a woman's yeah purse. it's like it's yeah that's yeah, meant for so. a special person, and if I don't think you're special, like, then you... You don't deserve right. that, yeah. So, um, with that whole incident came my first child. Mm. Um, and that was a whole nother experience. She mm. passed away when she was two um, from a drunk driver. And so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, that... Um, became a whole nother see that's why he went upstairs <laughs> that became a whole nother thing for me was okay now not only do I have to 
not only do I have to deal with healing from at, at a young age on top of this, I was 13 when I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. I have to heal from right. the whole the incident, trauma, right? but now I have there. to raise this other mm -hmm. person. And then two years later, a drunk driver hits mm -hmm. her side of the car and she passes on impact. And so it was just like trauma after trauma. Um, <laughs> um, you don't have to answer this. If you don't want to. Were you driving? No. Okay. No, I was. Um, so my brother was driving. Okay. And they were on their way to come pick me up. Okay. And a drunk driver ran the red light and hit her side of the car. Did um, you or your brother ever um, kind of like uh, place blame on My yourself? My brother did. Your brother did. To this day, he still does. Mm -hmm. And you're okay. I'm. It gets a little rough yeah. around her birthday for mm -hmm. me, um, but for the most part, I'm okay. Um, I tell Anaya, my daughter, mm -hmm. I tell her about her big sister. Yeah. She said, that's my baby. <gasps> she everybody's baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this might seem like an odd question, right? Are you, um, if not the only, one of the only people in your circle or friend group that have had to deal with the loss of a child? Um, I'm, hmm. I'm not 100% sure, honestly. I'm not scary. sure if these ladies have. I would with. say, I would say, like, we are, like she said, we all act like we've known each other for a million years, mm -hmm. but we literally, it's been like a year mm -hmm. or two, so we're all diving into each other's personal stories, mm -hmm. backstories, so mm -hmm. we're completely learning each other and just mm -hmm. being a circle and being there for each other at the end of the yeah. day. My first pregnancy, um, it was weird because... Like, I was pregnant, peed on the stick, pregnant, positive. But then, um, 10 weeks, I go to get my ultrasound, and there's no baby there. Mm. Um, and they were like, well, they kept asking, like, you know, did you pass a blood clot? Did you? And I'm like, no. Like, I haven't spotted. I haven't, like, done any of that. And it's just like, okay. But once, of course, we realized that it wasn't a baby, I ended up getting a DNC. Um, and then I had talked to my older sister, and my older sister had experienced the same thing. So I felt like it could have potentially been hereditary. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, months after that, I got pregnant with my oldest son. Mm -hmm. um, That's my homie. Right. Um, but that was really the only um, time. I, mean, I, I can't really say I lost a child, um, mm -hmm. because I don't know if there was ever a child, mm -hmm. um, that first experience, but I did go through that, and then, um, of course, after my oldest son, I think he was probably about three, um, I got pregnant again, and I, at the time, like, was still trying to figure out my three-year-old, like, I'm like, right. I'm not ready for another child, and not only that, the guy that I was with at that moment, like, i only been with him for like three months so I'm just like nah <laughs> and he wasn't one of those people that had a good job or anything like I kind of was supporting my household his household and I'm like we're bringing a baby and like no we're not bringing a baby in and I decided to um get an abortion um it was the worst experience of my life 
um, because what they ended up doing was taking the baby out, but I still had everything else still inside of me. Yeah, damn. That is too worthy. And I didn't find out until um, probably about six, seven months later, I was with a new partner, and um, I was trying to get on birth control, and they told me, um, I wind up, of course, getting a pregnancy test, and I'm like, oh, you are pregnant. Where? <laughs> How? I'm Who? like, um, I shouldn't be pregnant. I'm like, I mean, I just had an abortion, like, a couple months ago, whatever. So when I told her that, um, we wind up, right, doing the, um, the ultrasound, get an ultrasound, and she's like, oh, yeah, you still got a bunch of scar tissue, you got... A bunch of this, so she was actually glad that I had came in at that time because she was like, if it would have stayed there, I could have died from poison. Yeah. Um. Then, um, of course, I had to actually take an abortion pill, and when I got the pill, um, I bled for six months. Mm. Um. Every day, it was like big globs of like probably and golf size of like. Blood clot just coming out, coming out, coming out. I wanted to die. I couldn't, like, just to sit, like, I could not do anything. Anytime I stood up, it was just blood. Mm. Like, I couldn't do anything. I just sat in the tub, and I just let it run out, and I just was like, at this point in time, like, I don't know what's about to happen. I didn't want to go to the hospital. I didn't want to do any of that. It's because just like every day. It's every day for six months. So I bet it was hard to, like, even. Friendships, relationships. Mm, I couldn't do any continue your regular thing. life and then what they told me because I was like well, maybe if I get on birth control I might be able to stop it right no, she said I have no. to let it run its course I had to let it run its course so I'm like I literally would go to work and um I couldn't stay because I literally was like bleeding through my clothes like did you lose your job because of that? I didn't lose my job. Uh, what ended up happening was I had to take a leave. Mm -hmm. um, I told them, of course, what happened. Um, I had to take a leave. But then um, it was, I think it got to like my four-month point. I wasn't bleeding as heavy as I was before. Um, it was kind of controllable. Um, but they had told me at well, that four-month point, they was like, well, you don't have any time to be off anymore. Um, so I had to go back, um, which was, like I said, it was fine at that point because it kind of was like you can coming towards yeah. the end. It was just like a regular period at that time. Um, a regular long period. Right. And then <laughs> once I was able to get that okay to get birth control, I decided to get Depo. And that was the worst thing ever. Because I bled with that shit too. <laughs> Your body ain't like nothing. Right. Nobody's like, girl, if you don't leave me, me alone. Birth control just let me was breathe. just right. Not for two seconds. But yes, that so was birth like. Birth control wasn't really, really for anybody. No. I mean, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I had, say. Uh, um, I was uh, messing with somebody and we lived in Timonium mm -hmm. and she was on Yaz. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I feel um, like I heard it. That's, that's not birthday. That joint was something, a big. It was almost like, like the lawsuit first. After lawsuit. Yeah. Something threw off her chemical balance to the point where mm. um, we was on the balcony smoking one day, mm. and I remember I was like, um, "If this is like you know the the 
front of the balcony. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on the side, and she was like right there on the rail, and she hit the shit like two times, and it was some shit, but it wasn't no shit. You feel me? She hit it like two times and started leaning over the rail like she fell asleep in midair, some wow. shit, and I had to grab her up, man. And when she did all the tests and everything came back, it was just off of that fucking birth mm, control. Right? That's crazy. I believe, yeah, yeah it's kind of was show. like a little skeptical. Like, yeah, it was all yeah, over the commercials. Yeah, 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 it was a little, a little skeptical, but yeah, that was those. Why would they give it to y'all if they don't care? They definitely don't. Anything that let's say pharmaceuticals don't care, period. They Whatever are here kind of to make money, money, and that is it. And they they rather take a couple lawsuits than to make the money of people buying or insurance plans. They got big attorneys, yes, mm-hmm. and big pockets. They're like, here you go. This right. is one and done. Like the, all the money we made off this, giving a couple. All right, know, here's a hush hush money. Yeah. Because all the hoops they send you through to file, most people not even gonna make it through because they're like. This money ain't worth it. They it not. is, my nigga, every day. <laughs> right. I'm about to take all this money. So, oh. with your, um, what was, are you about to ask a question? No, I wasn't going to ask a question. I was just going to say shout out to the chat. Oh, shout out to the chat. Nah, um, it's gonna be short sound effects on this episode, man. Yeah. We get into some shit. You I, know? Yeah. I don't want to disrespect with no, like, goofy ass shit. Yeah. So, with, um, you know, I don't even want to call him your first because it's not even with mm, that that thing, guy that right that, that thing. person. Um, was there ever a time where you just was like curious as to where he is, like how his life is, like? Cause I know with me, like fights that I could potentially have gotten into, I'm like, well, what's going on with them? Like, are mm-hmm. they living freaking trashy or? Um, as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I wrote my book, because mm-hmm. as I started writing it, like, that was, I didn't realize how much I was hiding away mm-hmm. in the depths mm-hmm. of the depths of the pits oh, yes. of my mind. Yes. I didn't realize how, like, I just kind of just closed the, those memories and thoughts off. Mm-hmm. So when I started writing, it really, like, made me have to face yeah a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and so when i that was probably really the only time i seriously was like did somebody kill him like what happened like (laughs) like karma like right like karma right so i just kind of like that was the first thing that's really the only time i've ever seriously thought Mm -hmm. whatever happened to him yeah like, did you ever think about coming to the hospital mm-hmm. and being like, yo, I messed up? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, I don't know if he's around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still alive. Right. I don't know nothing. Um, when it comes to, because of course, currently, I'm writing a book as well, but mm-hmm. it isn't towards domestic violence. It's more so re- being a woman raised by my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and some parts of it, of course... You know, I have to dig deep in, and it's, like, hard for me to continue to the next chapter. Like, how was it writing this book? I skipped around a lot. So, my chapter about my relationship with my dad, Mm -hmm. that was the very last. It's probably, like, one of the first chapters in the book, Mm -hmm. but it was the very last chapter that I wrote. Mm -hmm. Every time I went to write that chapter, I would just start bawling. Yep. 
and I couldn't get to it. Mm -hmm. And then after I finished writing the rest of the book, <laughs> I gotta face this now. Like I got, I ain't got no choice. Like I done did everything but wrote the title. Like <laughs> so that was literally like, like I said, everything. It really made me have to hold up a mirror. Mm -hmm. And there were days where like I wouldn't talk to Chris mm -hmm. because like he has his own chapter in the book. Yeah. Like um. Oh, he is my boyfriend. Her husband. Yes, big homie. <laughs> Her husband. Big homie. He's watching right now. What's up, Chris? Um, he probably will be like, yo, y'all. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I even wrote his chapter before I could mm -hmm. get to to my anybody, like my dad or anything of that nature. Um, but when I started to really write that chapter, it took me about two days. Mm -hmm. And I cried every mm -hmm. step of the way. Mm -hmm. Like, I still have the original book. Because I, I can't type. I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I have pen and paper. I thought of writing. Yes. Yes. I, I handwrote it. You handwrite all your work? I handwrite everything. Yeah. Everything, all my well, spoken well, word, yeah, all that stuff. Like, I handwrite everything. It's and then I transfer it. It make yeah. It's when you get it on paper. When I was in school, my teacher always told me, you get connected. it on Thank you. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts come out clearer. Because mm -hmm. it's just that, it's like a flow. It's almost like when it bleeds out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's literally you connected. what it was like. It was literally like, once I finally got you know, in the I'm flow. sitting over here like, yeah. She about to go hers. get a new notebook so, now. <laughs> you know, so I did purchase, like, I went to, when I originally, like, was like, this is what I'm going to do, which was, what, two, yeah, 23, it's like two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I'm going to write this book. I got to get it. Like, this is a part of my therapy process. Um, I went to Stables. I got all the cute little pens and all nope. the little, like, That's markers me. and That's stuff me. or whatever. I got my cute little notebook because I'm like, yeah, this, this is going to be never... It's a different feeling. What kind of pen did you get? Um, <laughs> was it ballpoint? <laughs> was it like was a it fine? Pen? It was, was it like, like it was close to it because it was. It, I wish I had it. It had to be something cute and dainty. It was like, ooh, I want to write with that. Right. At first, it was like, at first, I was going to get, like, one with a flower on it. But I was like, no. I was trying to tell you. I got one of those because I got to pull at home, all right? With the ink, too. All right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to write. I'm going to write. But it took me forever. Like I said, that was two years prior to me actually starting. And then one day, I was at work. I was bored. And, and I just started typing, and ever since then yeah, I was just like, picking up my, labs, yeah. my laptop. It's yeah. a different. It is a different. It's an actual feeling. Yes, I feel like it's just kind of like, like how communication is today. Mm -hmm. Like when we were younger, it was yo call me after nine. Mm -hmm. You had to be on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like Don't there was no penny. text messaging. <laughs> there was no none of that. Right. Whereas today. It's communicate so relationships. Yeah, relationships isn't real because right. I'm just texting you the whole time. Right. Right. And I feel it's the same exact way when it comes to writing. Yeah. Like a computer is not the same feeling, it's not right. the same connection mm -hmm. as getting a piece of paper and writing it down. Right. Um and I feel like a lot more comes out of me that way. Where like she said, it flows. Yeah. It just it literally it's like I literally probably went through about I want to say close to 32 pens mm -hmm. right in my book. Yeah. And, yes. No, okay, finish your thought. Um, 
So, and I didn't write anything in order. Mm -hmm. I don't know a single author that writes their books in order. None. So, my best friend, one of my best friends is an author, um, Christy Taylor. Um, she does all kinds of romance novels. Um, her books are amazing. So, make sure you type her in on Amazon, Christy Taylor. Um, but uh, I asked her, because she's, like, always my go-to person. Like, when I was writing poems and things like that, I was just like, can you read? Because she's also an English major. My baby going places. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, baby. We surround ourselves with okay? Energy. Um, but anytime it's like any kind of grammar, punctuation, anything, I'm like, can you just read this? Just make sure it's okay. So when it came time for me to write my book, I'm also one of those friends where, um, like if I see my other friend doing it, like, you know, writing books and things like that, I just kind of just step back. Um, but she was like, Ray, no, if you want to write a book, write a book. She's like, it's okay. Like, this you write a book. Exactly. So when I kind of got that mindset, I was just like, all right. So I, I asked her, I'm like, is it okay like, that I write a, this book? And she's like, oh, my God, if you don't write the damn book. So, um, it's not my lane. It's right. our lane. Right. So as I like, was on like like my first... Like I'm just <laughs> as I'm on my first, second um, chapter, um, I had asked her, I said, there's times, you know, that happened in my life that I find, like, when I start typing about it, I get stuck and I just can't write That's anymore. So I had said to her, I said, how do you write your books? I said, do you keep, you know, keep flowing chapter by chapter or whatever? I said, or do you start a chapter and go to another one? And she was like, no. She's like, I kind of just go with the flow. But I think she goes with the flow because she's creatively thinking. Like, mm -hmm. this isn't a, a situation that's happened in her life. This mm -hmm. is something that she's actually... So she can flow like yeah. that. Like, she's mm -hmm. building... She's right. building she's something where it is... Right. You're laying... Like, you're going into your past and trying to bring it out. Exactly. So it's a different layer. It's a right. different... Gra it's a different reach that she has to do. Because right. I have a I have a friend... She fiction, non-fiction, mm -hmm. totally different. Yeah, I have a friend. She is a... um. She helps with the development of uh, indie books, mm -hmm. and so she um, she is the same exact way. Like right. she just wrote her first book too, and she um, very much in order mm -hmm. and everything. Like she reached out to me and she was like, "Yo, I got my manuscript. Can you read it for mm -hmm. me and everything?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." Right. But um, like actually, that's how we met. I was in Total Randall. I was in Starbucks with my daughter one day. And didn't know this girl from a can of paint. Mm. She was just like, I just love your energy. Um, yes. Would you read my book for me? <laughs> I, love and I was just like, I love people I was like, that. like, sure. I like your energy too. Gobby, Gobby, I say. This before the book came out. This was before the book came out. And she like that. And before I'm, she wrote the first word, all that stuff. He was like, going and still get something to eat. She knew she was going to write the book. She had the the vision for the book. I thought you asked. Hold up. I thought she asked if. You would read her book. She did. Random person. She and did. Just before she even started writing it. Yes. Okay. This and is so deep shit right this here. is what mm -hmm. I told when I met her. I told her. I said, "Let me get your phone number." And she was like, "I do." She deliberately would like kind of keep me at a distance because she wanted an unbiased opinion. She yeah. was like, "I know if we're She's cool, smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. then you might yeah. be a little more nice to me." Which is true. Right. Yeah. My nice. Look, I, like I was like, "Nah." She got that manuscript back. So many notes. I know. But um, but yeah, back to the point of I don't. I've never written. When I feel like authors who are creatively writing, they write it because it's a story that they, they have to build it. out. Yeah, right. yeah. Whereas your life, 
certain things are going to come to you in certain moments like when i was writing there would be things that i'll be writing one thing something else comes to me okay skip a few pages and i just start writing Mm. and then after like so when i structured it i went through my life and i thought about it and i wrote down the specific areas in my life that i wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. and then i just started writing Mm -hmm. and once i started once i felt like i got everything out then I went back and put everything in order. Okay. And once I put everything in order, then I gave everything a title. Right. Do not even think, think about, about titles until after. I've been putting like one, two, three. I, yeah, three. yeah, so, that's what I was doing. So this this is my thing. Like when I think of you writing like your life story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of this random movie, Don't Know the Name of Sedona, so you can try to quote me. But this guy just like brought a stack of paper that had holes in it and he had a notebook. And he would just write it in at the end, he stuck it all in, mm-hmm. and then made a book, and then went back and finalized it. Because I mm-hmm. feel like he started with the table of contents first. Right. Like how you say, yeah. you, you know the specific things that you want to write about, but then maybe you might break this thing into two chapters mm-hmm. instead of one. It might yeah. be like the very beginning and the end. So I feel like when you write about yourself, it's more of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. But when you're writing fantasy, it's more of like you're building something. Yeah. yeah. So like it's more of like I gotta put this puzzle together. Let me put this piece down. Mm-hmm. And then oh these two go together, but I still gotta figure out this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when you're writing about yourself or when somebody else, even if somebody is doing a um biography of you, you have to like I said, you have to recall so much that you've probably locked away. Yeah. It just comes out randomly. Yeah. And when I was writing there were things that I forgot that even happened to mm-hmm. me. And it would just start to... And I prayed. Every single time before I put pen to paper, mm-hmm. I would sit down and I would pray. Like, I don't push my faith on mm-hmm. anybody. But I would sit there and pray. I'd be like, let when I write these words, let it flow naturally and yeah. let it come as it's supposed to come. Like I'm mm-hmm. very big on prayer. Like, I pray for everybody. I pray for myself. Um, oh, shit. But I'm you ain't a healer, you good. You got your you do whatever relationship you think works for you. Like come on. But um yeah, I pray for everything, but I've never like as writing my book, I've never prayed on it. And I feel like um It's because what you write about? I feel like I I think because um of course, it's a blessing of me coming out of it and, you know, things like that. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why. I can't really give a reason as to why I never prayed um, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I will start praying about it. <laughs> um, isn't, isn't it something, like, like recent, though? What? Your, your book. My book actually goes back to when I was 14. But you just recently but started, I just started like, yeah. really grinding mm-hmm. on that shit, right? Yeah. Probably. But I be getting stuck, so I feel like with prayer, like it kind of will help me through those tough, yeah. those tough mm-hmm. patches. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to need that strength. <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm I just love saying. that. It's, I, I was trying to let it, it go by. It? He's she be saying it. All right, we'll let it go. I be trying to let it go by, but we'll she let, just. No, nah, sometimes so sometimes we just gotta make an eye contact, and then we be like, all right, and then let it move on. <laughs> Um, I do have a legit question. I have two because okay. I remember what I was going to ask you. Um, how long have you been writing? Um, spoken word. This girl been writing yeah. all her life. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I started writing when I was about fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and that was my my therapy. 
in right. the beginning. So, um, so yeah. about 16 years. Referencing ago. your earlier story there. Um, now for my second question, um, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want You're to. Fine. How many times have you been in relationships that involve domestic violence? Mm. Mm. Give me a sec, I gotta count this. That's so bad. Um, if it's more than like four, it then is. I don't want you to even put the number on. Because that's substantial enough. Yeah, I feel yeah. like one is substantial enough. Right. Yeah. Like, you ain't even got to take it there. So, since you've been in the situation that many times, mm -hmm. um, are there any, like, warning signs yeah. for potential abusers or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, one thing. First, I want to preface all of this by saying, if you feel like you are in mm -hmm. a domestically violent relationship, seek professional help this information that i give is by no means professional help i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychiatrist psychologist none of that good stuff um and i am 100 percent for therapy so yes. but if you're going through that shit right now 1-800-787-3224 there we go that part which is actually in my book too i do give helplines yes. and all that stuff um but yeah so there are definitely plenty of signs, and it's a cycle. It's it's a cycle. Comfortability. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, you're not going to know it because every time you get into a new relationship, it's... Honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. And those hide it very well because they want to loop you in yeah. before they start acting retarded. Mm-hmm. Butterflies. Question. I still like butterflies. I'm not gonna I, lie. Yeah. I want cer I want a certain amount not of butterflies. Right. Don't throw me into the hole. Not a mystery butterfly. Like I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Is this a monarch or is this like a moth? Like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too gassy for all that. I don't, I don't know what it is. No, but um, in the beginning, you're not going to recognize it. Right. They're never going. Never going to show you their true yeah, self in the beginning mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm not going to hold you sometimes they don't know their true selves yep. mm -hmm. um so you just have to be cautious um now i've been like i said before i've been in financially abusive relationships mm -hmm. physically because a lot of people think when they think domestic violence they only think of you getting Physical. smacked around exactly. yep. and exactly. it is so mental worse yeah mental so is worse yes. verbal oh, which plays into that. mental mm -hmm. There's so many forms of abuse. Yes. We was, we was yes. talking about that earlier. Like, mm -hmm. people always forget verbal and mental abuse. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one right, right. there. Yeah. That's where yeah. it starts. It is. Yes. It starts. Before it gets heavy. And mm -hmm. if you get out before it gets heavy, but some men won't go that heavy, but that's enough to control somebody. Yeah. Especially those little jokes that they might, yes. like, it starts as a joke. Oh, your mouth yeah. no that was just you already know yeah. I'm just like that so, right? yeah. you know what I mean but I didn't um, it's sometimes not intentional it's more of like that's just how it's I'm just wired, a but then, yeah. it's like all men gotta understand especially when you with that one mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta rein it back in and be like boo does this make you comfortable cause like mm -hmm. longevity yeah this is my that personality and, and yeah. take me how I am right. but sometimes you gotta Push go it too around hard. for this person yeah. you get what I'm saying you ain't gotta you ain't gotta change yourself for everybody right. but this one person it make it feel uncomfortable I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and chill on even though that's what I do she don't like it yeah. no that's that's definitely a fact like across the board for yeah. me but and that 
specific situation, I think for me the hiccup was not realizing the effect it might have um, long term. Mm-hmm. As far as like self-esteem, um, the way they looked at me, like anything, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just not being cognizant of the shit I was saying yeah. like, in the long run, you feel me? Absolutely. I might think it's for play play, but... Right, deep down, it's like because like women do. Women do sometimes try to break apart what you're saying because if we ask you what you're saying, you'd be like, "Man, was just joking," but you still not answer my question. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. because sometimes jokes ain't true. Like all the time, though. Like, don't everybody do that shit? Like when they know something they said offended somebody, Uh and the person asked them like, "Hold up, was, was you being serious?" And they'd be like, "Nah, you know, I was just playing." But there's some truth to it, I feel like. It's true. I feel like those rain truth. Yeah, I feel like it's just the same thing of how people say, like, a drunken heart is a sober mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my the God, same yes. exact mm-hmm. thing, just with you jokes. You know how they feel. You yeah. learn somebody when they drunk. Yeah, They'll tell you some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's how you really feel. Like, yeah, I feel like in joking manners, I feel like it's like, yo, I can take this jab. Right. But because I said it in a ha-ha tone, yeah. you're not really going to take it as, as... But sometimes even in the joking manner, it can hurt even more because yeah. you find it funny. Right. Now. I notice it because my family is so honest and blunt. Mm-hmm. So when other people say things, I'm like, they really wanted to say something but don't know how to say it so they can make it a joke. Like, mm-hmm. But with me, but with me, it's- and that's only from my family, which I love them for that. Because they've always been honest. They tell you your shit's thinking don't have, and they still love you the same. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you gotta expect us to be honest with you because ain't nobody else in this world gonna be real. Right. But with other people, I'd be like, I need this shit above off break. I'm like, hey, you ain't gotta talk to me like that. Like, yeah. you wanna tell me something, say something. Say it straight. Go ahead. I'm, I, I got tough skin, mm-hmm. but I will love you more because you're straight you with me yeah. than to be like, I don't like deciphering code. Like, yeah, this ain't exactly. Da Vinci code. Yeah. Like, what I look like? I'm not, not gonna try to solve a puzzle, B. Like, just be, hey, look, I don't like that. I think mm-hmm. that. a lot of people like and get enticed by conflict. But yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, they're they scared of resolution. They don't want that smoke. Yeah. Fact. But that's also a sign of a narcissist. Definitely. That's also a sign of a narcissist. Tell me more about the sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of triggers, like, if a narcissist or any um, abuser or aggressor, they find your weakness. Yes. That's why it takes okay. so long mm-hmm. for them to start revealing mm-hmm. or you to even really see slow manipulation their mm-hmm. their true self. Is that why it's considered predatory? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because they, they literally, even if they are not consciously doing it intentionally and even sometimes if they have a type that's why I hate when people say, what's your type? What's your type? You don't have a type. If you, you have a have specific one. type of person that you go for, and it's typically like, um, just for example, like the meek girl who's very quiet, and she's very sweet, and mm-hmm. she's a kind heart, and all these different things, that's predatory. Mm-hmm. So that is the first thing. That. Like, if you... Um, I personally, I had to take a step back and look at myself. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I've been in more than four relationships that were abusive. So I had to be like, what's about me that's attracting these type of people to me? Like, of course, that takes maturity. That takes healing. That takes growth. You're not going to think about that stuff while you're in the midst of it. Um, But 
when you start to see those signs, believe it the first right. time. I know it's so, um, what's the word? Cliche. Cliche to mm-hmm. say that, but it's the truth. It's it the truth. When you start seeing somebody like he always con- he always having a comment about what your body look like, mm-hmm. turn you down slowly. Mm-hmm. My best friend always find weak. Um, I don't want to say weak. That's the wrong word. Sorry. He, I feel like he's a natural born fixer. Mm-hmm. So he finds people that need to be fixed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, weak is the word. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, you know, because I'm a tone voice, I be trying to watch what I say to mm-hmm. females. You, just you know what said I'm saying? Five minutes ago, we the ones that's going to keep it above. You know what I mean? Right. I be, I be <laughs> trying be to be the one. Little, and she be the one. I look. Um. So he. It's almost like he finds something broken and trying to fix it. I'm like, that's why sometimes your relationships don't work. Because I think you see, like, the pain behind somebody's eyes and, like, you want to help them. But why can't you get somebody that's already been healed or that's strong where they stand? working on their healing. Correct. Instead of getting somebody that's trying to fight their way out of a tunnel and then you get crushed every time Mm -hmm. in the process. See, that's the thing for me. But he doesn't know how to not find that. I'm a fixer, too. And for me, it was opposite of, like, so I'm assuming you're saying he was, he's the aggressor in a way, or not? No, 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 he's not aggressor they at all. Take care of, they are the... He's the fixer. So okay. if you're really a fixer... He fucking with he, him if they shit all together. For right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's just he always attracts somebody that, that needs that help, needs help, that needs, that, that's been in a situation. It's like, heal yourself, boo, and then come mm-hmm. at me when you're done. I've Question. been... Yeah, go ahead. You said he attracts them, or that's what he goes for? That's what he goes for, right? I'm not always with him, so I can't tell. But I know every person that he's with. He, he's is, not making it to the next level. He's not level making the first unless, move. Like, it's some shit he gotta fix. Then that's my girl. Okay, so I don't think he looks for it intentionally. Just like she was saying, like, what am I doing to attract these people? Yeah. I think it's one of them things where he gotta sit down, like, read the signs, like how you were saying. But his oh, is just reverse. I see what you're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've always been a fixer, and the people that I've attracted. They always come to me with these problems, mm-hmm. and they feed off of that. Oh, I want to help you. I want to be there for you. So they lowered it, and then you. yeah, they low they it eased in. Like for example, one of my exes. Um, so I do I identify as bisexual, and my ex she was addicted to um, Percocets, mm-hmm. and when we first met, I didn't know that. I didn't know she was drugs or anything. I knew she smoked weed. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. Who done? Right. Who did it? Right. Um, and so, you don't count. Sure, <laughs> you don't do nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, and so I met her at a I met her at a um, at a pride picnic, like you know. And so we started kicking it, everything. She seemed like she was the the life of the party. Everybody loved her. Everybody knew her. We started kicking in everything. We eventually got to a relationship. Almost a year down the road, instant flip instant Mm -hmm. like it was just yo i lost my job that was the first thing Mm -hmm. so this was a financial Mm -hmm. abuse a financially abusive relationship the first the first sign was yo i lost my job in my head i'm like all right everybody loses a job every single day like hey ain't no difference i was working at fridays at the time as a server i was making good money and i was like all right well you need help with anything you know I just need to get some food, some groceries until I can get get my next job or whatever. Okay, cool. Month goes by. Still no job. 
You know, me being a fixer, I'm not like, yo, go get a job right now. Yeah. No, we weren't. We were living like five minutes from each other. So. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, no, it, I'm just yeah. So, and then, so it eventually got to a point where now, yo, I got, um, I got, um, I got some back pains. I got this. I'm, I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, these pains have been going on for a little while. Let's go to the hospital. Okay, well, the hospital prescribed me this, but it's not really working. I know somebody else that sell this. So mm -hmm. you got some money to help me. Wow. It's ten dollars per, mm. pop, like, all right, maybe this one time, mm. and then I found myself giving her five hundred dollars at a time. Because you loved it. Because I loved it. Mm -hmm. And you thought it would help. And I thought it would help every time. She was always calm, mm -hmm. and that's part of the cycle. In the beginning, it's. It's, okay, let me get to know you. Right. It's the, the butterflies and all that stuff. And then once that stuff settles and they realize they have you mm -hmm. looped in, okay, now it's, now it's time to start agitating. Right. It's the agitation. So whenever I would say I don't have the money or I can't give it to you because I got to go pay my phone bill mm -hmm. or because at the time I was living with my grandma, um, no, I got to help my grandma with some bills or I got to go get groceries or whatever. Why can't you help me? And then now you getting buck and everything Over else. Granny? Hey, look, and I don't play about my grandma. Anybody. And I don't play about my grandma. Mm -hmm. So, and I remember one day she showed up at my job, and they had to get they had to call the cops because she was at the front, causing a scene. I'm in the back cashing out and everything else, and I see her on the camera. She going crazy. Mm where's where is she at da, da, da. you come out here i know you just got off of work and then i want i need some money mm. all this stuff just going crazy <sighs> trying to give me five right you did me about to go have right. money like, like i can't help you all help me <laughs> like where's the thought like, process hey look yo like <laughs> crazy <laughs> and then she isolated me she, she isolated hurt. me from my friends she wouldn't talk to oh. me she blocked me <laughs> That's the worst thing. All of those different things. Yeah. When they get you to your to yourself. Mm -hmm. That that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. That is you you all you got is them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect control. That is that's genius. When they literally have you right on the thumb. And that's what she did. She got me to a point where like I literally walked in the freezing cold rain. I, I say we live five minutes, but that was driving or by the bus. Right. But when you walk Walking in the streets houses. of Philly, yeah, it's cold. <laughs> that five minutes in the freezing cold rain is about 45. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked to her house, and I'm literally outside knocking on the door. Hey, babe, I got your favorite candy. Mm -hmm. Being sweet. Like, yeah. I went, I, I went to yeah. the dealer and went and got her some, just to get her to talk to me. Yeah. Like... And one of my friends, she was like, yo, we haven't seen you around. Oh, I've been working. Mm -hmm. I've been. And these, when you start giving answers like that. Like you covering this shit. Right. Mm -hmm. You covering this shit. <laughs> then later you be like, this is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, right, it's crazy. Like, it's, and it really, even with my friends saying, yo, you different. Right. We're not seeing you around. You used to come out with us every weekend. Mm -hmm. You're not showing up for the classes at college. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know how who, to reach who out. Was, who was identifying though? Who was like, yo, 
that that's because of this shit. Like something going on with this. Like you talking to the girlfriend? Because <coughs> she was there when I met her. Okay, but so it was just she, that one friend. Though. It was one specific friend. It was a group of us that went to the party, mm-hmm. to the picnic, but she was the one that was really like. In yeah. tune, in tune, yeah, mm-hmm. and she she's the type of person she'll sit back, but when it's time to say something, mm-hmm. she ain't got no problem saying it, yeah. and she ain't going to sugarcoat shit, right. you know. Um, we not cool now, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, she served her purpose. She, she served for that time, yeah. Purpose, yeah. And for me, even with her saying something, I still didn't click because in my head, I'm like, no, she's just going through a bunch. Gotta be done. Yeah. She done went and got a job at Walmart. Now she's stealing stuff to sell it. She mm-hmm. over here stealing iPods. So because she's she stole me an iPhone, mm-hmm. I was cool. Yeah, I'm happy. You got me something, mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, <laughs> yo, you stole this out of love. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I felt. I understand. I understand. Yo, I was Especially I was for the, young the, and in love. Like, this was just be, right, just yeah, being, no, no, yeah, being no, like, a I woman you, in yeah, general. Like when you feel like you aren't being paid enough attention to you, we're going to go to those limits bit. just to get that little five minute of attention. It's not just women; that's everybody. That's everybody. But ninety percent or more is women. Mm-hmm. You gotta think about it. Men are built to—I mean, I know sexes, but men are built to be dominant. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And women are built to be like. You and know that's what I'm another. That's another. That's another sign of mm-hmm. abuse. I'm gonna tell you some wild shit. Everything you said when I asked you, like, can you tell me some signs about potential abusers and shit? I've been through that shit. Like, mm-hmm. females have done that to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they don't put their hands on me or they have been able to. Because they know they can't necessarily beat yeah. you mm-hmm. yeah. physically. So, so they gotta break you, they gotta break you down. Mm-hmm. And men love when they have a smart woman. Right. Men Except love. for the predators and the. Exactly, but but that's, but that's you don't test. know that that's though. You don't know that yeah. until after the fact. Mm-hmm. And if you they can bring out, out a smart woman, like if you are a woman that knows your shit, like in the yeah. book, in the streets, and yeah. everything, and they can break finagle. you down, they're gonna feel invincible. You, you gotta think about it. Your mind, from us knowing you, your mind is a very strong thing to mess right. with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a if a, a woman like a predator or abuser can knock that down, trust me, yeah. she's like, oh, I got this one. Yeah, like women. Men, it's a challenge. Men, oh, period. Men, period. Unless they really like stupid. Mm-hmm. Men, period. Mm-hmm. Love smart women. They love women that can challenge them. That's a fact. That's a fact. And they build you, you up. Can, and women are the same way. Women are the same way. And like we love mental stimulation. You know, yes. you get a good smart woman, you going places because yeah. she gonna push. She, she gonna like, what is you doing? Mm-hmm. If, you could do if, better. Once again, the worst is find a good woman. If she stay with you, barring a couple fuck ups, because that's important. You know, everybody fuck up. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> women. Women, this women are. I hate to say it, because this is not a good way to say it. But women are better at the game than men. Mm-hmm. Men, even when it comes to like cheating, for example, right. you ain't never gonna find out a woman <laughs> cheated on you unless she wants you to know, <laughs> right? Men are sloppy, and it's the same way, right? They be like, look, they be doing, they always leave one little thing to trip them up, and it's the same way in when it comes to this. But um, I forget what it was. Somebody said something about oh. 
the the dominance of a man mm-hmm. that's another sign men will use when it comes to a man in a female situation men will use well I'm the man of the house mm. to be able to cut a woman down mm. in a situation and then it becomes everything else up under I the sun I think well, even with you saying that um, like me being naturally submissive scares me mm-hmm. um because when I try not to do it, it's just because it just happens. Like I just find myself doing it until it's to the point of it being a situation where it's me being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like trying to step back. Like I, I don't know how to not be a good woman. Like I don't yeah. know how to see. That's the issue. Though. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue though. Being submissive and being a good woman are two different. Mm-hmm. You can be a good they, woman, mm-hmm. but choose who you are submissive to. Facts. And right, and that's breaking it apart. That's sometimes. My, yeah, that's my problem. You have to separate the two. Mm-hmm. You can always be a good, good right. being a good woman, being a good person. And it's so crazy because my mom and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, I hope my little brother's not talking, watching this because mm-hmm. I'm about to call him out. But um, I was ta- we were talking because he is a good person, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of times people in his life whether it's a female or whether it's friends mm-hmm. because they see he is a good person mm-hmm. he is kind-hearted he doesn't like to tell people mm-hmm. no and all this different stuff they take advantage take of that advantage. That's what it sounds like. in a heartbeat mm-hmm. and i am very much my i'm always the last person to meet anybody's it's seven of us mm-hmm. i'm the middle child look i'm always the last person to meet any significant other mm-hmm. because the okay for you is, is, is they gotta go right. and they don't never like my response mm-hmm. because i know how you are mm-hmm. and a lot of times my brother he will bring females around that don't necessarily have the same um, posture as me and my mom. Right. And they're very mild mm-hmm. and meek and everything else. But when they are not with him, mm-hmm. when they when they're not around us, mm-hmm. oh, they wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not be consistent. Hold on. Like hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Nah, nah. Fuck that. We ain't just gonna skip over that shit. <laughs> you said posture. Like you and your mom, mm-hmm. break that down. So my mom and I are very strong women. Yep, I figured. Okay. Not necessarily posture. <laughs> she was like a metaphor, but I yeah, got posture as oh, how we, we hold ourselves. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how we hold ourselves, we are very bold. Like my mom, if anybody knows anything about sororities, my mom is a Delta. And Delta That's women. Already. Exactly. <laughs> Delta women, if I had went if I had finished college, I would be a Delta as well. Like Delta women are very they command the room mm-hmm. as soon as they walk in you know and my want. mom is that person. You know what you're not gonna mm-hmm. let them do. Exactly. My mom is that person. So when these girls come around, they don't hold that same Because it's too dominant. Yeah. They're so you're dominant, dominant they try to bring it back. When, when Y'all not around. Then they're that dominant person. Then they're the dominant person. The role switch. So it's like, so if you're going to be dominant, be dominant at at everything. everything, Don't come in here and then be like, oh, I'm this. But then when you get home, you tell my brother what to do. Right. Do that in front of us. Right. All right. See, this is the thing about some people that get taken advantage of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're smart enough, Mm -hmm. 
there's always that little piece of them that knows yes. they're oh, being yeah. taken advantage yes. of. So is it out of the realm of possibilities that maybe that's just what he's into because no. he's been around y'all? But that's one of those reflective things like we just talked about. Okay. What am I attracting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can answer that one. You don't want to hold you don't want to look in the mirror. That's what that is. But it sounds like it's, he's kind of seeking out. Nope. No. No. Okay, I am a genuinely nice person and this one knows this, right? It took me this is before I met her, but it took me a while to realize say no. And like mm-hmm. even if you can do it's it and okay want to do it, no. say no, mm-hmm. because you need people to understand that you're not going to be relied on all the time. Right. That, I'm so it took right. me to just randomly, and it used to kill me. I don't know why. It's not even that deep. But somebody would be like, "Can you come get me?" No, I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But I have to let. It's not even train you. I have to let you know that I'm going to do it when I'm ready, not when you tell mm-hmm. me to. Exactly. Because people take advantage of me all the time. Because I'm just. Not, I'm not a fixer. It's just I'm so nice at heart. So it's like, I got you. I'm a dude. Like, okay, nice me. I would have found a way to get that earlier. I but but, but me is like, they going to be late. Like, you get next time. But it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. So he's just not there he's at yet. at that point where he, he has, has to he, understand he, it. Right. You, a nice person has to get to a point in life where it's like, look, I'm getting tired of this shit. Right. And, and I was be like, the same way. Yeah. I was the same way, like, Take a while. I'm sorry. I'm about to put you out there on Fresh Street, Chris. Sorry. Um, so I actually had to practice with my boyfriend mm-hmm. saying no. And he probably is just now realizing this because I'm saying it. But, like, for example, like, I'm very, I love to write. Mm-hmm. And I'm very good when it comes to writing captions for social media. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is my, yeah, that that's my is thing. A yeah, that's my thing. And it got to a point where he was asking me every single time he posted, yo, can you write this caption? Can you write this caption? Can you write this caption? <laughs> Eventually, I was like, no. <laughs> like, I got stuff I'm doing. <laughs> I got so tired of it. And um, it, it kind of like sh- shook things a little bit. Every now and then, I, st- I still write stuff if, if he's really struggling. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he started to get it. Here's a token for the month. (laughs) (laughs) You reached your limit. So, but like that was my that was my real like oh. And the feeling is so. What is a word that can just make you that is like give me orgasmic. I don't know about that yet, but um yeah, but it just gave you that like oh shit no nigga right. It's it's, oh, well, um, I'm sorry. Yes, I apologize. Because <laughs> you get a little carried away. You think when that. it comes to parenting, I had to learn how to say no. no because mm-hmm. when I literally say, like, being living in Maryland and having my kids fall days in Maryland was one thing. But living in Pennsylvania and then having it to where I'm always the one that's bringing my kids to Maryland and they're not bringing them to PA, I said, listen. We're not doing this. Hello. It has We're not to be. Doing this. I'm like, because at the end of the day, granted, I don't mind to drive. But at the same time, I was All noticing that it was like, it was a, a, a situation that, um, what happened? Me, of course, me and both of my kids' fathers, we have good communication. Um, it took us a while to get there, but we have good communication. But my one son's father, me and him, 
are like it's like a love hate relationship but we're like this like we do everything family shit together mm-hmm. um the you know the birthday parties together like all that we are close like that oh. um shut up mm-hmm. um but this one instance or whatever because of our relationship he decided to tell me that he was sitting by the pool and he was like you know drinking and stuff like that or whatever on his drive. day to pick up my son and I'm just like, why would you? You knew you drink had a thing about knowing that you. <laughs> but before we got there, he was like, "This little can uh, messes me up." When somebody your friend, it'd be like, "Bitch, give me his number," because you ain't about to say it. Let me say it. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. He literally, <laughs> when he ass. told me like this little can, like he was like, uh, "It's dangerous." Like I'll get. She was with him. She like know what he can handle. Like, come on, B. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm tipsy, this and this and that. And I'm just like... Just be real. I don't want to come. Right. Why would you drink or get drunk knowing that you're supposed to pick our son up? Like, I didn't understand anything about this. He's like, I'm not drunk. I was just saying. <laughs> you're saying what? Like, why would you even drink knowing that you got to pick our son up in the first place? So then he's just like, well, can you meet me? No. Like, I'm not bringing my son to you. Just like... Right. So you when it was that point, I was like, you know what? This has happened, like, so many little situations like that, not to the extent, has happened to where I just, like, I can't do it no more. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll wait until it's yeah, good I and could, do it again. I can't Liberating. Exactly. So even just now, no. like, times yes. when I want to be nice, it's like, I can't because if I get that little inch of niceness... Take him out. Oh, he running. He running. You get him oh, an inch he and take him out. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. So yeah. I was just like, I have to kind of take that control back of my life mm-hmm. because I'm like, if I don't, I'm going to continue to do Down the same path. thing and be at like mad and things like that. And that was one thing that he would hate. Like I noticed that he hates if cut off. I cut him off because I'll cut him off. I don't talk to him. I don't answer him. The only thing, even when it comes to school time, <laughs> drop my son off. Don't talk. We don't have no reason to communicate mm-hmm. at all. So I wouldn't say that he hates it. Yeah. Because I'm always that person that, like, you know, if he wants to talk to somebody or whatever, like, he can just reach out, he can talk to me and things like that. But when I just will cut it off, when I would just <laughs> cut, cut it off, it like, I can feel it. Like, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say nothing. Or he'll send me a picture. That's what he'll do. He'll send a picture mm-hmm. for me Chester to, like, waters. like to yeah. actually, like, Let's respond see. to it. Or something. Like, oh, that's so in the cute. Water. Right. And then he'll be like, oh, you remember this Oh no! Just be like, man, I'm gotcha. sorry. I'm right. just talking Got to you. Like, I stopped all that. Yeah. I was like, no, I realized what you're doing. No, yeah, it's not gonna work. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I definitely. And did. that's like it. I feel like a lot of people when they know your buttons, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna use oh, it. Oh yeah, they're gonna use oh, it. I got a good one. I got a better one. Go you first. Okay. Speaking uh, uh, of Chris. Okay. He um, said. Because it sounds awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> It's a he. Yeah, it's a he. <laughs> he is a he. Yeah. <laughs> I want to air five for that one. There we go. Um, what is it about Chris that allowed you to trust me? Yeah, I mm. wanted to ask that too. Oh, I wanted God. to ask that too. He probably like. <laughs> Let, Let me know. Yes. Yes. I ain't gonna be pushing um, yes, Chris. Before she answers. I love to see them interact. Yeah. I know they think people yeah. don't be watching. We're not spying on nothing, but <laughs> it is the cutest thing. Yeah. And this one be like, oh, yeah, I got that for her. Oh, he got it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, y'all stop. No, no, what took me out? What took y'all me out? Stop. What took me out? 
what I took can't. me out is who was you. it? Friendsgiving? Yes. Friendsgiving, she pulled up and she said, Oh, Oh, he got me this whole this thing. Yes. I, I, and I'm like, I thought you looked bad, but you look even better. <laughs> you ain't even pick it. You ain't picked a dress, and you your body look like that. Oh, this nigga was like, look at this. My baby yes. look good in this. Ah, I always talk about a man that literally pays every ounce of attention to you. A man that pay. And don't stop with the heavy girl. You oh my boy. god, the man that pays attention is not where you find this. Did you get that on Amazon? Yeah, so speak on Chris. And he be listening. Speak on him. He do. He pays attention. You like my baby talking? Okay, she don't need me. No, he, um, so backstory. So we actually met because of one of our mentors. We met in network marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and he loves this part because it's in the book. (laughs) Literally, when the book was finally published and everything, the first chapter he went to was his own. Like, it was like, forget everything else in the book. And in the book, I specifically wrote, um, when I walked in the door and I saw him, the room went black. Mm. And... (laughs) I don't know why I'm looking at you, but it's going to be something. And literally the rest of the day, we were like inseparable. And well, the rest of the last four years, we've been inseparable. But um, he... Has he has literally while we were when we met I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and when I tell you this man has dealt with every mm-hmm. single thing I have thrown at him, whether it's the distrust, mm-hmm. whether it's the um, the uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> what is it? Them little bullshit games y'all be playing just to see what niggas gonna do. No, because I've never really played those. Uh-huh. She ain't that type. I've no, no, I have I done those. I have played those, but I, he, I've never been able to play that with him. Interesting. I've never been, because I know if I do, he's out the door. <laughs> well, now he ain't got no choice. But <laughs> beforehand, <laughs> beforehand, I knew if I played, if I played this game, that I'm used to playing. He ain't that type. He, he ain't rocking with it. <laughs> right. So, like, I've never been able to do that with him. But also, one thing that he told me when I... I told him probably about three months after we met, I told him that he's the man that I pray for. Yes. And he literally told me straight face. He was like, you're not ready for me. I'm going to wait. I'm going to work on you. I'm not ready. <laughs> he literally was like, you're not ready. And I was just like... Is he older than you? Yes. Okay. I don't know why I had to think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's seven years older than me. Um, six, technically. Actually six, yeah. Um, and I was just like... Who are you talking about? <laughs> Who not ready for you? <laughs> like, but when he really... Ex- now looking back at it, like mentally, because mm-hmm. he knew I hadn't healed yeah. from everything in here. Right. And he's the one that planted the seed for the book. Mm-hmm. And he's always pushed me, even now, he's always pushed me to be a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. So, he... The nurturer being nurtured. You can't go on. Facts. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to do no more I facts. know, I like it. Um, but that's, that's literally like, it took so much. He dealt with the postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. He dealt with the cravings. Mm-hmm. 
he was there when my daughter was born and he didn't have to be he ain't he wasn't the father he was not like he didn't have to be but he still came with my favorite food in hand because i wasn't able to eat for 24 hours mm. like so it's those things like he dealt with the mood swings he dealt with the cravings all that stuff um and even now he still deals with my attitudes so it is taking a lot of work and it's still work there's still those days where like or time periods where certain things from my past kind of seeps in and it's something that has to be dealt with mm -hmm. but because of the fact because of that i've started to go back to therapy mm -hmm. i've started to take actions on my in my space that need to take because he can only do but so much right, mm -hmm. right. and I recognize that so I have to be willing just in general for my sake for my daughter's sake mm -hmm. for the relationship I have to be willing to make a change and heal and do what it takes to to be able to open that up so the fact that he's patient and pay attention and deals with a lot is why he's like your safe haven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which to actually have the feeling of like tunnel vision. I never thought it's like yeah. you're gonna work. You're gonna have you're gonna do whatever it takes to keep that person because obviously you got that vision for mm -hmm. a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't just look at you like any other man that I've dealt with because mm -hmm. I never looked and had that opportunity or even had that vision in my mind to look at it. So it's... To have that vision and for him to say, you're not ready for me, that just seems yeah. like yeah. it go together. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I know you see me, but, like, this going to be working until I get yes. the you, the version of you that I know you can be yeah. for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's no shade. That's just like mm -hmm. out of honest because he yeah. sees mm -hmm. how great you are and what you could become. Mm -hmm. So like, and just seeing those steps, like yeah. you're saying, everything that he's actually been through with your stepping stone, your healing process, and still fighting with you. And see that as you're fighting against yes. yourself sometimes, mm -hmm. like and just and to remind you, him. yeah, but yeah. to remind you, like yeah. I'm, I'm here with you. Yeah, like, I'm and on. trust me, there's been times where he's like, "Yo, I need like a week." Yeah off from you yeah. and we was living around the corner i'd be like is it a weekend <laughs> like, <laughs> like can i come in like it no you on punishment <laughs> right like literally had to put me on punishment like there were times where like he would be like yo you and the baby got the moment my daughter start crying y'all gotta go <laughs> <laughs> like now like it wasn't always their relationship wasn't always how it is like yeah. he was he was like <clears throat> No, nah, like, I don't want no kids. I don't want to date no woman that has a child. Like, he was not with it. Yeah. He was not with it. And then um, he was at the gym, walked, leaving the gym with one of his um, friends. And his friend was literally like, yo, like, you're telling me she checks all your boxes except for one. She got kids. Because she got a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, He was like, you think God would give you that caliber of yeah. a woman and not mm -hmm. give you... A challenge at the same time. Or maybe how about this? Maybe that kid is there for a reason too. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell all his story, but I'm going to tell part of it. Um, so he was he is adopted into his family, mm -hmm. and so he in his mind was like, "Yo, like 
my family didn't have to do what they did. Did what they right. did. It's like, right. What what makes me feel like mm-hmm. I can deny this girl, right. this little girl? She ain't got nothing to do with mm-hmm. with this. And right. She don't know her biological father, right. nothing. Right. Like he told me, good luck, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard from him since. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that wasn't her father. Exactly, he wasn't meant to be her father. Mm-hmm. He did what his job exactly. was to put her on this earth. Exactly. Like I always say, your parent is the person that nurture you, raise you, love you through thick and thin. Donors, yeah. they can choose Hello. to be both, or they can choose to be one. Hello. I forgot my question, but I'll, whenever I remember. When it come back. <laughs> my question was. Hey, your question was bomb, B. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've been asking my questions as, as, as they come up. I remember. I think. Hold up. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out weird now because I don't have the exact. But what I was going to ask you was, hmm, damn. Girl. Go ahead. It was. <laughs> Work on it. Work on there, it. I was there. He's scared. <laughs> come on, B. Come on. Come on. Why do victims sometimes continue to. Um... Go back? Yes. I already knew that was coming at some point. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. So you have. Some people say it's a three-stage cycle. Some people say four. I say five. Um, The very first stage is, of course, the period of the butterflies. And then you have the build-up, which is the second stage. And this is where things, people, they start getting irate and irritated. And that's when you start seeing those, are supposed to start seeing those red flags. Um, And then you have the incident itself, whether that is physical abuse whether that is yo they cussed you out to the nth degree of life whatever the case may be um whether it's they cut you off from all financial ability or whatever um and then after that you have the reconciliation stage and that's when they oh honey i'm sorry i didn't mean it you know i just i wasn't thinking and like all that kind of stuff and then you go right back into the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it cycles and cycles and cycles. And it's like, it's literally like a merry-go-round. Yeah. And you have to be willing, you have to be the one to, depending on how intense it is, you have to be the one to say, yo, I get off right here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, because they've either been in for it so long, Sometimes because I was just talking to um, uh, Chris's aunt's aunt. I was talking to his aunt earlier before I came here. And she said she used to work with a young lady who was in an abusive relationship. And one day she came to work with a big knot on her head. Mm. She was like, yo, like, why you keep letting him do this to you? And you about to move to Florida with this man and da 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 Isolated. Not even isolated. She was raised in that. She watched her dad beat her mom. So she thinks... It's normal. It's normal. So sometimes it's not even because we're comfortable, you're comfortable, or you've gotten into this space. Sometimes it's because you're scared. It's what you know. It's what you know. It's what you grew up watching. Exactly. You don't see nothing wrong with you. You do better if you knew better. Um, 
Sometimes it's the conditioning. Sometimes it's because you are legit scared for your life or you're scared for somebody that you mm -hmm. care about. I've been in relationships where they don't just threaten me. They threaten the livelihood or the safety of my family. Right. Like, that's not okay. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Exactly. I got another question for mm -hmm. you. You don't have to answer it to kind of heavy, right? But you don't answer everything. So <laughs> I can be honest. Um, as someone that's been in several relationships that involve that aspect. Um, I don't even know how to ask this shit. Okay, I got my eyes. You wait on it. Think about it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, now. Before you lose it. Before I lose it. With your partners mm -hmm. or anybody that has, um, you know, inflicted pain on you, mm -hmm. either way, what abuse it was, did you ever have any closure with any of them? Or do you feel like you need closure from any of them or? Mm -hmm. Um. No, I have tried. Mm -hmm. um, my ex-husband, I tried to have closure with him. He was my last abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. um, everything was fine and dandy. We known each other for years. He actually um didn't get his he chased me for six years before he got his first date mm -hmm. with me and then we got we got our first date then we got engaged probably about he had his first date with me in february 2014 we got engaged in august of 2014 got married in november mm -hmm. boom 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 sometimes that's a sign yeah if they're moving too, too fast, fast. Mm -hmm. That's a sign, but mm -hmm. to me, it's like, yo, we've known each other since mm -hmm. college. I, so it's like you already... I already felt like I knew him, him. yeah. And um, he went into the military. Mm -hmm. He went into the mm -hmm. army. And keep it. And his whole entire mood yeah. and energy. Once he got that stamp of... Yeah, it was different. Like, even when I went to his um, graduation after, after basic training, mm -hmm. I went... And I didn't even feel like I was being held by my husband mm -hmm. anymore. It was just different. Damn, this nigga oh turned God. into That's the um, Johnny Depp and the astronaut's wife and shit. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to be funny, but like, Seriously. you felt like it was a different person. It was a totally, like, I, I literally <laughs> couldn't. And I told him, I was like, yo, like, you're not. Because he said, he was like, yo, like, you kind of felt cold to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're not the person I married. How did he mm -hmm. respond to that? How he did didn't. say you felt cold when he been okay. I got you. I mean, because that's his first time really around me since mm -hmm. he had left. He had been gone for almost a year. Got mm -hmm. it. And so to him, he's still the same person. Mm -hmm. But and vice versa, like to to me, I'm I'm acting normal. But to mm -hmm. him, I was being cold. Yeah, like he he think he the reintroduction. It just was weird from all yeah. the time yeah. lapse. At first, it, it I thought it was that. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, we haven't seen each other. Forever, yeah. this that and the next thing but then when he came home it was still the same yeah. I mean even before he came home he was having affairs and all this different stuff mm -hmm. you weren't like that before right like before you were the guy getting cheated on mm -hmm. not to be right. but still right. like right. and then and the when he leveled up and shit. Right. right oh you got a couple stripes now you yeah. you don't went through the gas chamber you okay so when we went down, we moved because at that point I was like, I don't trust you to live because I was a mortgage consultant. Mm -hmm. So I was 
getting mortgages. I was making enough money for the both of us to have two separate houses. And but when all the affairs, the affairs started happening and everything, I was like, I don't trust you mm -hmm. to have your own house. Right. So I packed up. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. Moved down to North Carolina with him. And um, I think three months. We moved uh, New Year's Eve. And January, February, March, April, four months after we moved, he put his hands on me. Mm. And I literally packed one bag, one little carry, not even a carry-on bag, like a little duffel bag that you take to the gym. Mm -hmm. I carried one bag and never came back mm. after that. He was, I came home from work one night and he was on the phone with an ex mm. at like, I was a server at like 12 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I was like... Who is this? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I took the phone and I was like, you know what? You've been drinking. I'm going to take this cup and we're going to call it a night. Then I took the cup. He got up, gripped me up by my neck, mm -hmm. choke hold me, took the cup at me, poured through the stuff at me, poured the drink all over the area and on the walls and everything else. And when I finally got loose, I ran to the bedroom. I locked the bedroom door got into the closet and we had a walk-in closet so I locked the closet and he comes busting through the doors mm. and everything and I'm packing stuff up and he's yelling and screaming and all this other mm. stuff I'm yelling back and then I just left I called a friend that lived around the corner and I never came back it's like all the stories that you told us like tonight it's amazing to hear that you weren't one of those ones that couldn't get away. Yeah. Um, I've had one mm -hmm. like that where I felt like I couldn't get away. Mm -hmm. Eventually I did. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. Strength is a, a real hard thing because a lot of people don't commend people because it takes a lot of strength to get away from somebody that you love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or somebody that you think or perceive as love. Because at the end of the day, that's you leaving a piece of your heart behind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It takes it takes strength. Because I used to always be like, girl, you could have been love. Right. But it's then when life. you get in a situation like that, it's like, I got it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Be, it makes sense. To be in a... I think that's why I'm so quiet today. Only because I just went through... Well, not me personally, but um, my family just experienced a domestic violence situation. Um, so it's like a touchy subject, but it's just like to see everything. Like I've seen her relationship from the beginning up until the point of where it just went. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was that, I was just like, you know, you don't got to be with him. Like, you know, um, you, you got to, you know, just choose you, be mm -hmm. happy and things mm -hmm. like that or whatever. Um, it was one point in time that they had an incident and, um, she took him back and I kind of was just like, you know, I kind of just stepped back. Like, and this was a person that I talked to every day, all day or whatever, went out, everything. Um, and I took a step back, but at the same time, she was one of my best friends. It was just like, you know, well, shoot, it feel weird not talking to her. Mm -hmm. Like, so, um around my birthday or whatever you know of course telling her like this is my birthday but um plans and things like that is like i knew i missed her so i was glad when she came but then it was like it wasn't when i seen her i felt like it wasn't the 
the beat down version that I used to see. Like, mm. it seemed like she was happy and things like that. So when I noticed, you know, they were still together, like she didn't leave them and things like that, I was just like, okay, well, maybe they it's had to different. go through that, that rough path or whatever in order for them to, um, you know, overcome it. And um, I eventually told her, like, you know, I had to take a step back because I hated that you took him back. Only because I know how you felt being with him at that moment. Um, and then, of course, you know, months, weeks go down. Um, he went back to that person again. Mm -hmm. um, so they were in that honeymoon he phase. He went back to that person again to where it got worse because before he wasn't putting his hands on her. It was mm -hmm. just verbal. Mm -hmm. And then he started putting his hands on her. He was like, now I got you. Yeah, so I'm just... I already like, tested the waters. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. so just like being the listening ear and I'm just like, oh, we got to do this and you, I, you can ask, but... I'm just like, oh, we got to get a restraining order. We got to do this. You got to move. I said, just go to somebody's house for a couple of days until he realizes that you're not coming back and maybe he'll leave, like all this stuff. Um, and I know in her mind, like she's telling me okay. Well, you know, out and open, sense. she's telling okay. But in her mind, it's more so and just like, I can't. Like, mm -hmm. I can't do it. And, of course, her actions showed that she couldn't do it because she went back. Yeah. Um, so it got to the point of where it was. And it's just like... It was a two-day process for her. Probably the worst. Because she's one of the sweetest. Like, she doesn't Definitely. go through shit like this. Mm -hmm. So this is the first experience that she's ever went through. Mm -hmm. So, being as it's a two-day process, it's like that first day could have been it for Could have been it for her. But... The way that God changed that situation... The next day, it was like her, like, I that got you, I got day. you. Like, holding her tight the day before. The next day, when it actually got worse, it's like, I got you, I got you. Like, you know, you got to do it. And, then, like, she'll say, like, it was either I did this or, or it, he was going to do me. Yeah. And she's out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, so to, to see, of course, her situation and her getting out of it right now, um yeah. and to see you get out of it it's like i can't i have to change how i talk now because mm -hmm. i don't know what's happening behind anybody's it's doors as experiencing yeah. that but me being that friend like you know oh I'll, I'll fight him back like i'll do this and i'll do that it's like it's not like that right? it's, it's not it like worse. that yeah. yeah i um my best friend I, I wish we were still best friends, but we can't be. Mm -hmm. um, her, she's called me multiple times. Face bloody, couldn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was for me. And then she had kids with him, so you can't tell somebody to leave somebody. Yeah. But. That's even a more, they use that. My problem was, I love you. Right. If you were to die today, I would be a wreck. Like, I would not know what to do. Like, I talk to you every day. I see you all the time. It is no possible way that I'm not going to go to jail, do something stupid if something happened to you. And I had to sit with myself. And I had to talk to my parents because I'm like, what do I do? She won't leave. Like, I was like, I asked my parents, like, could she move in? She got a kid. Like, I understand that. But, like, she has to get out. So, for me... 
I feel like I was in an abusive relationship because I was in it with her. Mm-hmm. I physically fought her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like one day, one day she wanted to leave and she had the keys, but then she told the nigga I had the keys. So she was talking to him and I was talking to his friend. Mm-hmm. And I was mad at the friend because I'm like, you see the shit he doing to her. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's your friend, that's he's beating like, a girl. Him out. Right. And um right. So he came to me and opened my fucking jacket and was like, where the keys? I said, sweetheart, I'm going to tell you, I'm not her. I'm going to tell you that I'm not her. So you can come touch me again, but I'm not her and I don't got the keys. This nigga came touch me. We was going at like two niggas. When my brothers caught with two days ago, I mean two days after, and my boyfriend heard about it, they was like, oh, you got us fucked up with this nigga. What's his address? But there go the love situation. I love y'all so much. For y'all to do something to him or get locked up or y'all lose y'all mm-hmm. life. Over I'ma have to stuff. I gotta I'm already dealing with this. Now I'm gonna have to deal with losing a brother or losing a boyfriend or losing a friend over something that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm out of it. Mm-hmm. I told myself I was done. But then she called me one day. I'll never forget this day. My sister came and picked me up because I ain't trust myself driving. Mm-hmm. This girl has so much blood on her face. Mm-hmm. She got in the car. He wouldn't let the baby out the house. Mm. Um, and she was like, Tina, I just don't know what to do. Like, I, he won't give me my child. Like, what am I, I going to do? Mm. And I had to say to her, I love you, but I can't do this no more. Yeah. You I to leave him. Boy, I got to leave. I can't be with you no more because I, I can't take it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm but it took, it took a lot out of me to have to leave my friend in that fucked up situation. And she was like, Tina, you gonna leave me? And I was like, it's, I'm trying, to, I'm trying. But one of us gotta go. Yeah. And I don't see how you don't see that. Because I'm gonna be dead or something's gonna be wrong with me because I'm trying to help you. And if you don't see that for your child, you know what I'm saying? And then it comes to me later on in life, um, I'm pregnant. I, I can't leave him now. And I'm like, are you going to have another kid? Damn. So I was like, what do I got to do for you to be out? She's like, well, I don't want to have it. And, I, and I'm going to leave. But here the money. I'll do whatever I got to do to get you the fuck out. And this is after we stopped talking. And I still came back. Like, you can have it. And then, you know, get rid of it. And then not even months later, front it again. Mm. And I was like, I'm done. Like, you... Have Tina, you have to get out because it's hurting you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a whole kid now. I'm breaking down bread with you for you to be out, and you're taking from my kid's mouth. Fuck that. Mm. It took for me to have a kid for me to be Realize. like, I'm done. Yeah. Because you can't harm my child or put him in that fucked up situation. Mm. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, thank God they're married. He hasn't put his hands on her. He's, um, you know, he found Allah, I guess. Mm. Um... And, like, I'm happy for her, but, like, we could never be close yeah. because I cannot physically look a man out and put his hands on me, mm-hmm. put his hands on you. Anything. Correct. Yeah, right. So, like, um, but I am a bigger person. Like, I'll never forget she came to see me one time. I was like, you can come see me. And she met me, and her kids and him was in the car across the street. And I'm like, nigga, y'all married. Like, he can come out. Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Like, we can hug. Like, mm-hmm. I just, but I'm just not going to. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just straightforward. But at the end of the day, like, I respect your relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it's doing I it for you, for correct. It's just we would never be like this. Yeah. But if that's who you love, then nigga, I love you too. What's up? You mm-hmm. got her? Good. Mm-hmm. But it takes growth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, but you can be in a domestic 
situation and not even be in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can literally... It is. I was going to say that she took it from me. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. But nah, but like that literally you can... You will feel like you are going through the trenches with that Mm -hmm. person. And the issue becomes that they... You have to realize this person does not want to help themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes that break in the best friend relationship or in the family relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever to be like, oh shit, wait, I'm really in this by myself now. Like, Mm -hmm. I ain't got nobody to turn to or we, even though I can come to you for that money, like we not as close i don't have that relationship mm-hmm. anymore sometimes it takes that as much as it may hurt you or hurt that other person that might be the the nail in the coffin yeah. for them to be like okay i gotta do yeah, some shit and about i think yourself. that's what made him yeah. turn around because yeah. at the end of the day he's like i'm a i'm a loser like she lost a whole friend for me she always loved me like wake the fuck up yeah. you get what i'm saying i'm not saying i'm why he turned around at all <laughs> but i'm saying something and eventually something clicked, clicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be like, I I've got to do what I got to do, find something to get myself on a straight now. Because like right, I said, that nigga the nose the right way. They, right. Fuck, I ain't probably love his face. Hey, look, he was like, I ain't never had a girl step up to me like right. this. Like, you got, you got, she got to go. Right. <laughs> right. I don't like this one. I got one last question. Go ahead. All right. With all that shit being said, is it possible for? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe Both examples. I, I believe is. in any instance, anybody can change about something. Yeah, I do believe it's uh, it's different. It's um, going back to her asking me if I've ever reconciled or had closure. I've had abuser. He was a drug dealer, and um, he was also a person that threatened my family. Mm-hmm. And years, was, yeah, sorry. years later down the road i done forgot about this man and <laughs> moved on and everything else i now i'm at the time when he had hit me up i think i was dealing with the girl mm-hmm. and like it was just a whole thing but he hit me up and he was like yo like i'm sorry like he took accountability mm-hmm. for the things that he did mm-hmm. and how he had affected my life mm-hmm. without me even asking him to how did that feel at that point, I was like, "So I already, yeah, like you late." Yeah. I was just like, "Yo, like it's like I'm, I don't got time for it." Like, I was so by this point in my head, like I at this point, I'm that person that like, "Yo, like if you did me wrong, mm-hmm. I'm so cold to you." Facts. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. I am Is it spiteful s- if you do that? Like, now I don't care. You make them I feel bad. Going, cause I was going like, as do you think niggas is just that shit to make them feel better. Bad. I think so. It could. Yeah. I was just about to say it. I do. So I do sometimes. Maybe that's what it might take for them to turn their life around. Yeah. I'm like, not going to give you that, though. Well, what like, they might not, yeah. like, they might not expect the person that they did harm to to forgive them, but at least they had the opportunity to say it. I yeah. think that's, that's just... Because, it, like, like we just said, they just doing that for their benefit. Like, they just getting that shit off to say they got that shit off. So yeah. if they oh, ever yo, put in the position, they always going to be like, yeah, I did that shit. But, you know, I hit him up and I, you know, I, was, I said something. You know you was called I, I, to me. Like, like yeah, I, I, I want to I wanna view it that way. Like, mm-hmm. I really do. But I remember somebody going through therapy and, like, coming to talk to me about something. Okay. And it was supposed to be in a clarifying... Homework. 
you know, I apologize, I'm reconciling, blah, blah, blah. But it was more of telling me this to see what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why did you even come confront me? Well, like, some it doesn't people make are, sense. Yeah, some people are that yeah, and I what I like. Like, is you with it now? Did you know that I'm like this? Yeah. I'm like, are you <laughs> like what? Is this what your homework was? Like, <laughs> right. like my therapist, she 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 huh? gives me yes. I'm like Raven. That's just so good. I just ain't experienced it yet. My therapist, like, she's giving me homework, like especially when it comes to fixing a relationship with my dad, and like even with him, I experienced the physical altercation um while I was pregnant and he like my therapist she yeah my therapist um that's what actually made me and Chris get so close Mm -hmm. um but my therapist she would give me homework like that Mm -hmm. be like all right well ask your dad I'm not ready like (laughs) No, we not there yet in this therapy session, so let's try next week. Like, that's, but I would, yeah, like, I need to, I don't, that's something, like, people always ask me, like, what kind of, uh, like, how did you find your therapist? What kind of questions did you ask? All that kind of stuff. Trial and error. Yo, trial and error. I ask all the questions up and down the street, Mm -hmm. and then on top of that, like, this, there, like, I need to make sure, yes, you're guiding me, but I have control of this. Like, you're not going to push me to do something that I'm not ready to do. Right, you finally got control. You're not going to take it from me. Right, right. Like, you're not going to be like, okay, this week I want you to da-da-da-da-da. It's important, don't get me wrong, it's important to have, like, actionable steps Mm -hmm. that you can take with your therapist. But at the same time, you're not going to try to make me do something. That I'm not, like, she pushed Mm -hmm. for probably about a month and some change to get me to go out to eat with my dad. I'm like, Which you know is how, you and him, or couldn't somebody come? Or no, just, you just me and him. I was like, you know how awkward that. Mm-hmm. Can you give me baby steps? Can like, I go with somebody? I'm there with my mom. I don't have a relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the only difference is my therapist. She isn't pushing the relationship only because of the things that I've been through with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she of course is just like, you know, we'll get there if you get there, whatever. Like I completely closed the book with even wanting anything further mm-hmm. but at the same time like me just going you know through um you know situation that just previously happened it's like it's not opening the door to wanting that but at the same time I don't want to not have a relationship with my mom and then something where like you know she lord forbid was to pass away or something like that or she get dementia or something and don't remember me. Right. Um, I don't want it to get to those points in my life to where that happens and I can't do anything about it now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of am like inching to even get the negativity out of my head about her. That's why I, I keep telling myself, like, once I finish my book, maybe I might kind of be different. Because yeah. yeah. I'm just like... It has to be something, but because right now it's just nothing but hatred. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like literally emptiness when it comes to anything that has her name on it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like even now, like I even after the book, the book been out for three years. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. got some work to do when mm-hmm. it comes to certain subject. Reconciling with my dad. Right. right. Like it See, is. I'm a daddy's girl. I love my dad. <laughs> I used like yo. That's the crazy thing. Like I used to be a daddy's mm-hmm. girl, and then 
I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the shift happened. Mm -hmm. But it was just something. Probably. Like, it was more, it was probably around the time I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I started to become my own. And Mm -hmm. I was very much that person that would do everything that dad wanted me to do. Like, okay, you inquire, you and dance, you Mm -hmm. and this, that, and that. When your little girl become a woman, you can't control Control. the situation. Yeah. Cause oh, the rest. Go ahead. You gonna have to come back. I don't even. <laughs> no, she, Ray, like Ray is gonna have to do a, a parent relationship situation. Period. And so the crazy thing is, is that because I haven't touched on it yet, April is when I'm actually getting into parenting because it's very important that we touch all aspects, co-parenting, um, the bonus dads. I, I don't really like the word bonus, but. Um, I like you know, the bonus. I, I don't like the bonus part. I, I, I think I'm because, blessed to get an extra dad. Like, I mean, which is true. Like, but I just that. consider my daddy. What like, the fuck is a bonus dad? It's when you have your biological father and, like, let's say they co-parent. Yeah. You have co-parents that yeah, co-parenting, but your mom goes and gets married. I'm now you have a bonus dad. Right. So and maybe the step parent. He's a great like, dad. Yeah, it's a step. I don't know about bonus days because you know, yeah. I feel like if the father is doing his job, I feel like if the father is doing his job, you have one father. But if your father little, then I think you got a bonus dad. But I don't use I, bonus dad. So I'm not taking it that part. I just don't like the word. That's what I'm saying. I don't like bonus, yeah, I but like I feel like bonus dad is like you ain't got no dad or your dad some shit, then you get a bonus dad that's great. I feel like a bonus dad is just somebody that's great. I but I feel like, like if you got a dad, yeah, like, like, you only got one dad. Yeah, but then at the same time, what if I'm living, I'm not primarily living with my dad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, for me, it's a respect thing, and it's only because yeah. I was raised mm-hmm. by men, so I'm biased. But that, it has to be a mutual it's, thing. Me, it's just if a dad is doing his job, that is his title, that is his thing, there's nobody else that can get mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to give them that. Yeah, but if it's... But if you ain't, nigga, somebody could be daddy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, one, it has to be a conversation held yeah. between all parties. The First child, the child, the mom, and both gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, it has to be a mutual relationship between the dads. Yeah. And when it comes to the child, look. The biolog- if the biological father is like you said mm-hmm. taking that part and he's stepping to the plate like he's supposed to be mm-hmm. I feel like yes he takes he takes head but if that child is living under the roof of that the man. the bonus dad then or the stepdad <laughs> the stepdad like he has to take heed while you under my roof okay so you're only a bonus dad if you're married yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. No. Okay. I'm cool with that. Cause yeah. at first I was like, "What? How do you? No. You be dating somebody and he an extra good father, mm-hmm. no. like you a bonus yeah, dad? Like exactly. that wasn't clicking." It's a step, that's why I said no. it's a step parent. Okay. We good now. We good. He about to Google it. But but yeah. No, you have to be married. You're not getting that bonus dad. You're not married. Cause at first I was like, "Man, that's mad disrespectful on the phone." What if we break up? Shout out to all the good dads, burr, 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 burr. Yes, I got a man that stepped up to play because yes. the other one didn't. No, you good. This channel uh, is definitely influenced by a lot of productive black fathers. Thank you. And it should oh, be. Yes. yes, I love it. I love seeing the daddies. But like I said, we are going to touch into parenting in April. I got it. 
Um, we are Women's Month of March. We got what? So the definition women. of a bonus dad? Yes. I mm-hmm. knew it was It's coming. quite lengthy as well. I mean, we just gave up. Man, he got the announcement voice. Go ahead. Go ahead. A bonus dad is a man who helps his girlfriend or wife co-parent her children from another man. Bonus dads white butts, read bedtime stories, pull splinters out of fingers, cook, go to little league games, endure mini golf craft, and do all other things that birth fathers do during their time with the kids. Generally, bonus dads have a cordial relationship with the birth dad and joins in a birthday party and big events. Bonus dads and the corresponding birth dad approach co-parenting from the belief that a kid a kid can't have too many people who love them in their lives. It takes a village. It takes, definitely takes a village. Oh. Yes. Um, but like I said, that's coming April. We are in Women's Month of March. Yes. So we're going to heat continue. continue. We'll get to that part. <laughs> to stick to the women. Um, this has been... A tearjerker and amazing. Sorry, like, just me saying that, I'm like, I'm Sorry. so emotional right now. Like, <laughs> y'all don't understand. No, <laughs> this fatty. is on a whole nother, it's on a whole nother level. But this episode has been everything. And I hope that there is a woman out there that tuned into this. I told everybody, I know you guys told everybody, um, but that is experiencing any kind of abuse. Um, Get help. Like, if you just have to start talking to somebody, like, not calling 911 or anything like that, if you're not ready for that part, just talk to somebody. Because trust out. me, there's going to be somebody that's going to be listening and that's going to find you help for you to give you those loopholes to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely get out. Oh, my God. I appreciate you. So, 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 I'm so, so sorry. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. You got another question? <laughs> no, nah, I ain't got another question. <laughs> it's just some typical me shit. So... <laughs> Earlier we gave you a number and shit, right? That was for our um our deaf listener that can only operate. So it has the the tone devices. So if you if you got an iPhone or an Android And you not deaf. One eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Again, that's one eight hundred seven nine nine Shoot the and then also, I have a lot of connections as well to foundations. So if you yes. definitely are in a situation where you need to get out, like ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. like please contact me. You can reach me on Instagram yeah. and TikTok yeah. at Always Nella, mm-hmm. and let me know because I have a lot of connections. I have people that will help you get out, and they yes. they like the people that are like okay, we're gonna See, meet I on this see. day, <laughs> and then like yep. I have all those. And it's and it's never too much, like because yes. people always feel like. You got to be getting hit or you got to be crying. Mm -hmm. The moment you feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. like abuse is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It is feeling ashamed Mm -hmm. or embarrassed or weaker or less than. Mm -hmm. Any of those emotions, even if it's mild, reach out to somebody. Like, period. If you have to question in your mind and you're a secure person, even if you're not, if you're questioning, Mm -hmm. just talk to somebody. Don't let it get that far. Let's turn these closing thoughts into something funny. So, the other day, I picked up my son. He's Uh now 12 years old. He turned 12 on Tuesday, March the 14th. Yes. March birthdays. Um, I picked this little... I'm not a rapper. But I'm not a rapper. I picked this little jerk up. And it had to be like 11, 11, 15 at night. And, um... We get in the house, 
and he's talking, and I'm like, what you say? He's like, no, Mom, I'm on the phone. So he says somebody. I said somebody who. We just finished talking about fighting. I said somebody who. He said somebody in my class. Somebody in your class who? Somebody in my class. I said Tristan, if you say that one more time. I know my brain was One more time. I ain't gonna say what I said after that. Like oh my god, child abuse. Um. So he was like, uh, he was like, this girl. I said, what's her name? So he told, tells me the little girl's name. I said, who is she? <laughs> she ain't ready. <laughs> who is she? she? Ain't ready. Because I've always, like, my sister's kids, so I have, of course, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews. Um, well, I don't want to say a bunch. I have one niece. <laughs> I have one niece. So my baby is one niece. Um, but my nephews. My son is six months apart from them. So he's six months apart from my oldest, um, six months apart from my youngest. Um, but with my sister's kids, I'm like, y'all, them two are always the ones talking about girls, always on the phone with girls. My sister always have a story about them and girls. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, yeah, my son just chilling. Like, he ain't talking to them. Their Those questions, right. he might have still been up. 
So let's be real. All we saying is forget the hour and the time. On top of the layer is that that's my baby and he's growing up. Exactly. That's anyway. That's anyway, that concludes <laughs> episode bold. 37. I thank everybody for tuning in tonight. This was, like I said, a touchable episode and I loved every bit of it. Definitely informative. Um, I appreciate my guests that are here. Yes. Thank you for having no. me. <laughs> and uh, we out. Out. Hi. And bye.